This is this is uh, it's not an NHL show. Maybe one day we'll have an NHL show together. I already have an NHL show. <laughs> you 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 shout I, out I, the I'm, boy locked on Devils. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. You walked right into that one. You walked right into that one. Well, 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 welcome everyone to What You're Talking About. We're so glad to be back after a holiday uh, yesterday, or sorry, last week. Yeah, <laughs> Feels, yeah, like last week. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like yesterday. Yeah. Feels like yesterday. I'm Chase Beardsley alongside Trey Matthews, and welcome to What You're Talking About. We're glad to be here. Unfortunately, uh, you know, some of the players went back home, so we won't have anyone here to interview, but yep, it's yep. okay. Yep, uh, Canadian uh, Canadians already had their Thanksgiving. Now it's American Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Trey? Uh, just going back, hanging out with the family. That's pretty much it. Nothing special. Live in Philadelphia, so flying cross-country, which is always so much fun. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it can be a pain, especially when you don't have the right airlines, but... I hope you do, Trey. I really hope you do. Uh, I, uh, I, halfway, so I got one good airline on the way there, but on the way back, I'm probably gonna, uh, I'm probably gonna need something to entertain myself. Oof. Well, I mean, fortunately, you won't have any ASU women's hockey to entertain yourself because they'll be taking a while. Uh, taking a break. Yeah, th- uh, three weeks off, I believe, right? Well, their next game that counts against the record is all the way in January. They do have some tournaments coming up, and we'll talk about those in a second. But, Trey, we haven't been here since they played GCU. I believe we might have uh, been in the studio when they played the first two games, but not this most recent game. I think we previewed it, if I if I recall correctly, because we do this show Friday morning, and I presume they played GCU like on Saturday, right? Saturday, well, Sunday? Something. The last episode I believe we had was uh, when Sophie was on here. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. To preview it. Yeah, to preview it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we haven't talked about any of these games. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah, been three. Uh, and ASU came out victorious in all three of them, and the Cactus Cup remains in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, spoiler alert, ASU swept that whole series, if you it want to call it a close. series. Um, so the first two games at AZ Ice Arcadia, my absolute favorite ice rink in all of Arizona. Uh, ASU won both those games. Um, I believe one was 5 nothing, one was 7-1, to and then they came back here uh, to the Iceplex. Weirdly enough, I always find it weird when this happens, but it was a one-game series, technically. Um, always find it weird when they do that. They did it against Minnesota last year. I think they did also did it against GCU last year as well. And Well, they're, they're, this isn't the last time they play GCU no, yet. They're going to no. play them a couple more times at uh, at, at um, the, the community ice place yeah. so to even it out. But Exactly. But I guess, like, you know, I think the players will get tired of playing each other, like, what, like uh, four times in a row in a, in a single weekend? I mean, that's true. Um, and uh, you can tell that tensions were starting to pick up. There was a lot to discuss, at least on the ASU side. Let's talk about this series. So, first off, some big games for some big players. First off, Maddie Messenbrink scored her first goal since 2022, January of 2022, in the second game versus GCU, and she did it again in game three, I guess you would call it. Uh, 
versus GCU. Let's talk about Maddie for a second. You know, I thought this was one of her best series that she's played. Yeah, not really a goal scorer, more of uh, known for uh, playing aggressive. And we were raving at the beginning of the year how good her skating ability uh, uh, got seemed to be better. But um, I, I thought it would result in more goals uh, by now, if I'm being completely honest. But I'm glad she was able to, once again, have a very productive weekend against GCU. But I think mm-hmm. Maddie Messenbrink, not just the goal scoring ability, I think her skating ability has been much better. And I think she's toned down the aggression a little bit be- or or – let me, let me rephrase that. She's toned it down to the point where she's not going to be going to the penalty box for lengthy periods of time. I hate to differ, Trey, because she took a massive hit, uh, which involved her taking a ejection from the game. Um, in game two versus GCU, uh, there, uh, so. let me just describe what happened because this was Again, insane. She got, eject- she got ejected in a game last year. This was insane uh. because uh, I think it was Caden Toombs coming up, wasn't looking where she was going keeping her eyes on the puck. You got to keep your eyes up. Maddie just collides with her, does a flip in the air, goes down, you know, obviously sucks for Kane Toombs. I thought she had a very, very good series against ASU, at least in the first two games. And Maddie uh, obliterated her. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, just, just for reference, I was not at at the game, I, I and uh, the, the stream was pretty bad for, for, for GCU. But then again, our stream wasn't the best either, so who am I to, who, who am I who am I to judge? But um, yeah, so I I I completely missed that. But I, I let me re- let me rephrase that once more. Up to this series, up to this series, is that fair mm-hmm. to say? Up no, to that, that's absolutely yeah, fair up to say. Up to this series, it, it it seemed like she had toned down the aggressive nature a little bit, and we'll see come second half if if it's going to like lean into one way or the other. So that was in the first game. Uh, sorry, that was in the second game that Maddie Messenbrink scored her first goal in over a year. Uh, let's talk about game number one in the series. ASU beat GCU 7-1. to Sam Murphy scores early on. Then Anita Fleming uh, piles on Sydney Paulson, Sam Murphy. Uh, four straight goals by them. Um, and I got to say, that top line of Ellie McKenna, Pagering, and Anita Fleming was on fire this game because... Ellie McKenna got an assist on the Fleming goal, and so did Ring. And then McKenna got another assist on the Paulson goal. And again, the second one, just as incredible, Murphy, Paulson, putting it together. Um, and then Kane Toombs scored to put GCU within a couple. <laughs> but ASU shook that off. Anita Fleming, once again, she was extremely good in this game. She very well could have gotten a hat trick this close, actually, but uh, well, hit but we the did- bar. In game three, we did see someone get a hat trick for real. That was yeah. uh, Bree Powell, which I think we'll get to a we'll little We'll definitely later. talk about that in a second. Uh, Sydney Paulson, Logan Satura also finishing off the third, 7-1. to one. This was the biggest goal differential ASU had against GCU, uh, putting them one nothing in the Cactus Cup series. Uh, in net was Carson Hellman for the Sun Devils. I thought she played great. Uh, that one goal that slipped against her, I don't know if that was her fault. That was more of ASU's. Uh, defense collapsing, which was unfortunate, but here we are. Uh, once again, Anita Fleming. Wow. What an incredible intro year for her as a Sun Devil. She's been so good. I believe she is tied for the lead in goals for the team. Um, 
but she's been so great on that first line. I've been so impressed with Paige Ring as well. She's been making all these nifty plays uh, that, you know, maybe you don't see right off the bat, but shows up in the assist department. And yes, uh, Fleming is tied with eight goals with Samantha Murphy. Yep. So, and who said she was overrated again? But anyway, digressing, <laughs> digressing a little bit. I think for Anita, what really helps her, similar with uh, uh, Brie, is that they've been here before. Like they've played at the collegiate level before, uh, before ultimately coming to ASU. And I think that experience really does a lot for them. So Anita is actually a junior transfer. She is yeah. a rookie on the team, but she has some uh, collegiate history, or at least playing at the next level. So I think that's really help prepared her and same with uh same with uh Brie Powell I think she's been over the map just of uh, the last few years like uh like at the high school level and then uh, uh, her first year at the collegiate level but I I think uh for Lindsay Ellis it's just like she's she's actually found a uh, a few decent um additions to her team so you know you we talk about Anita we talk about Brie we also talk about Paige and there's a lot of other solid contributors up and down the the line charts and I think they're going to get their names into the score sheet a little more often once they get a little bit more comfortable but I think the thing for me is just like I've been very impressed with uh, some of these additions that Lindsay has made because one of the concerns we had going into the season was like, where's the offense going to generate from, especially with the subtractions of people like Cameron Kozak, um, Amelia Smith, Mason Walker. Where's that offense going to come from? And you're going to have to rely on some rookie players. And Anita Fleming, Brianne Powell have really stepped up their game. And um, I, I think it's been very impressive to see. Well, the thing I'm impressed about about Fleming is that this is – her obviously junior year technically uh, played in Canada for the past couple of years, but she was actually switching between positions uh, for the past couple of years. She was a defenseman, she was a forward. Now she's a forward, obviously on that top line, and it's impressive how quickly that line has come together of Ring Fleming and McKenna. I gotta say, like last year, I don't think ASU had more than one line that was lethal. Now they have two, arguably three, but we'll get to that. Um, in the second game, 5 nothing game for ASU, Tristan Craig, I want to speak on her in a second, started the scoring off, followed by Ellie McKenna, Anita Fleming once again, Sydney Paulson got a goal, and then Maddie Messenbrink scored her first goal, as we mentioned, in over a year. Um, some big, big things in this game. I thought Tristan Craig really impressed, and Tristan Craig, honestly, to me, has impressed me this season she has broken out last year wasn't the best year for her I believe six points in the games that she played yep six points in 23 games played she's at 10 points now in 11 games it's been a coming out party for Tristan Craig it's been impressive to see her I think she has looked so good on that ice and you know it's good to see some of these sophomores that didn't have a fantastic freshman year really get going. Logan Satura was another one. I thought she looked great on the ice. Didn't uh, show on the score sheet in this game, but, I mean, it, score, it showed throughout the whole weekend. Uh, Sam Murphy, obviously, uh, elite with Sydney Paulson, and we'll talk about what record she uh, decided to tie in a second because um, she does that in the third game that you were at that game. But uh, yeah, I was quit- on, on the call with uh, Ari Wolf for it. Yeah, shout out. Uh, Quinn Inger was in net for ASU for this game. 
I thought Quinn had an excellent game. They didn't have to do much, but it shows that ASU has a fantastic tandem now. I mean, I think they, I, I think they're heading in the right direction. But I, I, and I don't mean to condescend them in any which sort of way. But you know, consider like, um, consider like GCU. Like we've been saying the last few weeks, it's not they're not really a good team. With all due respect, they're they're going through a change in terms of like getting new leadership and I guess trying to establish a new team identity. So uh, I'm glad that Carson Helmet and Quinn Eatinger were able to like be strong in between the pipes for the Sun Devils just uh, this past weekend. But uh, I'm, I, I really need to see like, you know, how does it translate to the playoffs as well? But I think they're heading in the right direction. So I will definitely give credit where credit is due. They're definitely um, – uh, heading there because I remember at the beginning of the year we were kind of concerned about the goaltending uh, tandem for ASU but I want to switch gears real quick and circle back to Tristan Craig because these episodes tend to blend together for me but uh, I the one thing I do remember is that at the beginning of the year I wasn't sure if it was you me or someone else when we were talking about Tristan Craig becoming what like a, an x-factor player or maybe having someone who could step up their game big time so I think Tristan has really uh, impressed. And I think the one thing I said about Tristan was that if you just give her another year, give her more chances and maybe just give her uh, more opportunities to try to thrive, I think we'll see the point production surge ahead a little bit. Logan Cetera, same way, which is for Logan last year, her first year, she was injured for like, what, half the year at the beginning. So that's a little unfair for her because you're never 100 percent when you return from injury during the season. I've played sports, you've played sports. Like, you really need an offseason to recoup and and get back to uh, hopefully 100%. So I think for Logan, we're starting to see that uh, surge a little bit more. She's been putting up some solid numbers The the her first 10 game appearances. She has six points and four of which are goals. So that's uh, interesting to see. But, yeah, Tristan Craig uh, has definitely impressed me. I expected for her to be solid, but I didn't expect for her to actually – uh, take these st- like leaps and bounds of improvement. Um, going back to your first point, it, it hasn't just been like this past series. I feel like especially Quinn has been this strong. Quinn honestly has been yeah, fantastic she, this whole season. Yeah, Quinn has really Quinn has really stepped up in big ways. Last year, third string goalie didn't get that many reps, but now thrust it into sort of the. The backup role and, and being given more game opportunities, or maybe it's a one A one B type of circumstance for uh, ASU. I think it's one A one B. If you look at all their games they played, they rotated Quinn and Carson, and I don't think she was thrusted this uh, season because she was the backup last season after winter break. Oh yeah, we, yeah, uh, McClellan. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, but Quinn has won every single game she's played in as a Sun Devil. All six games, uh, one from last year and then all five from this year. It's impressive. I, for, I forget the names of the team awards, but uh, most improved player, maybe? You know, maybe either her. Or comeback player. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really know. How I would they... have three nominees here. I would have four if uh, Haley wasn't injured. But um, I, I, I hear know. Haley's injury uh, might it's not. It's not as bad. Yeah, I hear it's not She's as, walking. Yeah, yeah. I, we, I saw her walk at the last few practices. I, I – I don't think it's as bad as it was originally being portrayed. No, it, it is not. That hit did look ugly. I, it was a rough one. Because we were saying, like, out for the season. I I didn't think that. I thought she would be out for a while, but it, it was an ugly hit if you go back and watch it. 
uh, the last game where ASU clinched the Cactus Cup. I got to say, uh, real quick, in the second game against GCU, that's where the physicality for me really picked up because in the first game, there was no physicality at all. This is where it uh, really went elite. Uh, Sam Murphy started off, uh, then Bree Powell uh, began her little run, and that goal by Sam Murphy tied the all-time lead in points uh, with Cat Jones. So she is now tied for number one all-time in points for the Sun Devils. Back to the scoring. We'll get back to that. Logan Satura struck in the second period, assisted by Cindy Paulson. And then Bree Powell, what a game, uh, scored her second goal. Then Maddie Messenbrink scored her second goal, her second goal in two straight games. Pretty pretty fantastic way to break that uh, streak of no goals to score two in a row. <laughs> and then Bree Powell completed the hat trick, first hat trick of the season. There were hats on the ice, can confirm, which was awesome to two see. Or, two or three, yep. But, yeah, that's, but still, still. that's still awesome for an ACHA game. Um, yeah, Bree Powell, what an incredible game. Uh, I asked uh, Sam about the Bree Powell experience uh, after the game, and Sam uh, – Sam's very happy to play with her. I mean, they're very close friends, and she said yeah. that. I always see them walking off the rink together or or, or exiting the, the facility together. It's, it, they seem inseparable. Like when they were on this mm-hmm. show, which they were, uh, w- which was like, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah. They, were, they did this together. Yeah, they, I mean, they're definitely close friends. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, uh, Bree's just honestly, it seems like she's very happy to be here, which is great for her. Um, it's great to see her really go out and score some goals. I mean, we were all hyping her up before the season. Had a rough start to the season, arguably. Um, didn't I, fit. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was rough. It was just like she had a lot of, like, good qualities, but it was, like, wildly good. Like, how do you control it a little bit more? Because she has speed to burn. She has a great shot. We saw it during the preseason. It was just a matter of, like, how do you fit in and how do you contain that energy? So I just think she didn't fit well on that top line of uh, with Sydney Paulson and Sam Murphy. I think she's very much a controller of the line, kind of like what you said. And with Sam and Sid, excuse me, um, they know where each other are. They just need someone uh, else that can pass. Bree is more of a shoot-first person. Um and when, when in doubt, shoot. Here. When, when in doubt, shoot the puck. Carson Hellman getting the shutout in this game, and oh, don't say that. <laughs> I can say it when it's in the past. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm predicting like, it. Okay, I like you. <laughs> and basically, that was it. Uh, because ASU won all three games. GCU cannot win any uh, a majority of the games. So that means Cactus Cup to the Sun Devils. First time they've clinched it on home ice in Tempe. Uh, you know, the girls didn't know anything about it. All the freshman girls were like, what is this? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really the biggest fan of in-season tournaments. Oh, we've heard. Yeah, I, which is why, you know, when you were joking, say, like, are you going to get a picture of the of the trophy? I'm just like, no, I, I don't really care about the in-season tournament. With all due respect, it's just – it's not just for them. It's like it, I don't care about the in-season tournament for the NBA either. I, I'm just not the biggest fan of it. I think it's – I, I, I think it's just like, yeah, that's great and all, but it's just like uh, I think everyone would rather have that trophy at the end. 
I mean, yeah, anyone would agree, I'm sure. But I'm sure it sucks for GCU to see that happen for the second straight year. Well, they're going to have competition soon. Yeah, U of A coming in. Uh, this was the last year of the Cactus Cup before there's a third team involved in the whole tournament. But ASU back-to-back Cactus Cup trophy winners. Going back-to-back like Drake. Yeah. Um, and uh, guys say, let's mention the physicality real quick because my I, thing is, like, why be physical when you're dominating like that? Like, you don't have to, like, assert yourself in that case because last year you did have to assert yourself because GCU always kept the games relatively close. Because they relied on physicality, yeah. But it's just like this time around, GCU's not good. You're thrashing them. Like, you don't really need to be aggressive. I know that they could get a little chirpy and things like that, but – you don't play down to your well, competition. Man. I don't know if you saw this uh, on the ice uh, when it happened. Uh, it, the first time it happened was in uh, the second game versus GCU, but they were really annoying the crap out of ASU because if you know Sophie Fossil, she is always the last one off the ice. Yeah, no, you Practice told no, you told me this games. You, yeah, you told me this story, but and now you, I'm telling the yeah, whole you, world yeah, this story. Yeah, now you can tell it on air. <laughs> um, practice games she's always the first one to step off the ice and uh gcu kind of got a little gist of that and uh you know they were on arcadia ice and i forgot exactly who it was on gcu but they were definitely challenging uh sophie for the last one off the ice and the zamboni was going around they were all still on the ice and yeah sophie was not happy because uh I believe she she was yelled by one of the coaches to come in the locker room, obviously, you know. And, uh, yeah, she wasn't the last one off the ice, except when she came back on and skated in the circle and then went back off. Uh, they were they were very, very much annoying Sophie. She was not happy that game. She was slamming her stick a couple times. And, again, that's just the tip of the iceberg of there's still a rivalry here. There's still physicality here. I mean, it's not like – Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, or whatever rivalry, or uh, Devils, Rangers. Sure, um, but there's there's a lot of physicality and there's a lot of hatred between yeah. the two. Another uh, crucial rivalry: Sharks and winning. But anyway, wow. <laughs> anyway, this is this is uh, it's not an NHL show. Maybe one day we'll have an NHL show together. I already have an NHL show. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you! Shout I, out I, the I'm, boy locked on Devils. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, you walked right into that one. You walked right into that one. All right, you got to give me that big Adrian College guy. Um, I don't talk about uh, AC. You guys talk more about it often than I do. In fact, I'm gonna tell you the same thing that I told Riley at the oh beginning boy. of this year, which is it's pretty gross how often you guys talk uh, yeah, about yeah, my yeah, alma mater. Yeah, it, it's very gross. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's enough of the ASU GCU. Um matchup let's look at forward um, wait before shoot. before we uh go for b- it b- before we switch to the next subject go for it i mean you talked about it being a rivalry but my thing is like asu has been winning these last few games and you know ellie mckenna when she was on the show they don't really consider yeah. it a rivalry oh so, absolutely so yes i know they play in the same state i know there's a lot of bad blood but, but i challenge you this trey okay who who are asu's biggest rivals that's a good. That's a really good question because I think at this point, like ASU, kind of reminds me of um, you know some of the teams that go to nationals um, quite frequently because we've been talking about on this show like there might not be much competition in the WWCHL uh, for ASU. Knock on wood, but it's just like 
But it's just like I think ASU is trying to transition from like uh, maybe worrying less about the WWCHL and actually worrying about like who's their biggest competitor come nationals, which would be a lot of teams. So I think they're still trying to establish themselves a little bit more for them to develop rivalries. But if I had to pick one on the spot, I guess I would have to say GCU by default. But even then, it's not really like the it's not really all that. How would I say that? You know, I, I get what you're saying. But I still think there's a hatred big enough to say, like, there is a hatred between these two teams. I know ASU dominates them, but physicality-wise, it's not going away. And it's worse than any other uh, team that they play. I'll give you that. Um, So, real quickly, we don't have another game or another game that counts against ASU's record until we come back from winter break, which is in two months when ASU plays Lakeland College. I'm going to have to memorize all the names again. (laughs) That one's going to be all the way out in Gilbert, so that's going to be fun. Uh, But before that, uh, we do have the Horn uh, Cup tournament, uh, the inaugural one where ASU is playing a 3v3 against themselves. It's an air-squad tournament, and it's named in the honor of uh, Jen Horn, who was on the inaugural ASU women's hockey team way back in 2001, where they went to the ACHA finals. Yeah, the ASU went to the ACHA finals all the way back in 2001 before the ASU women's original uh, team was disbanded and eventually Coach Lindsey Ellis brought it back. So that will be held at the Iceplex December 2nd, and then December 3rd, uh, we get another matchup against Kachinas, this time in Mesa. So we're going Mr. Worldwide or Mr. Arizona Worldwide. Uh, real quick thoughts before we start wrapping it up, Trey. Uh, I think for ASU, the, the I think it was very important for them to do this uh, uh, tournament and also play against the Kachinas because, like you said, these the next game that counts for real is in January, and I get that the, the girls have to go on – uh, Christmas break and things like that, but you really need those types of inner squad matchups. You need those kind of reps because you don't want to like take two months off and then come back completely rusty. That's one of the X factors I talk about, like saying like, look, I know the the WWCHL title is right there for them, but things happen, and unfortunately, one of the things that could happen is losing your momentum and maybe. Uh, having to get back into it while other teams are playing games earlier than you. So I think it's it, while it might not count, while it might not be the most exciting, while people might not circle it on their calendars, it's very imperative that they uh, do these types of matchups before Christmas break just to make sure that they don't go rusty and that they their skills ability don't uh, grow uh, cobwebs. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why it's important. It's also important to honor your past. Uh, I have no clue if we're doing a show next week because I think you'll be gone and also I might be busy. But if not, uh, we'll definitely be back the week after. Uh, hopefully with more guests in our show. But that will pretty much do it. Trey, where can they find you at? You can find me at TreyMatt4 on the X app and you can also find me on Instagram at TreyEmeryMatthews. Chase Beardsley underscores mine. Make sure to check out ChaseBeardsley.com for the newest articles and updates for your ASU women's hockey. That will pretty much do it. You can find what you're talking about on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, even Amazon. Crazy, right? Um, And yeah, that will pretty much do it for Trey and I. We will see you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening.